I'd like to welcome you to another episode in the podcast Players in the Game of Life. Today, to since I don't have that much time, I want to shorten things a little bit and do something different. Please hear these words from the book of Philippians, the third chapter, the 13th and 14th verse. I hope this helps somebody. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Today I want to talk about pressing toward the goal. And I title this, I Got to Do Better. Paul knew what it meant to set God-honoring goals. Philippians describes not only where Paul had been, but also where he was going. Yes, he endured hardship. Yes, he experienced the joy of Christ. Yes, he had seen God use him, even from prison. Yet Paul understood one thing, that there was more to God to know. And so he set goals that would enable him and others to experience God at a greater depth. So the question comes up, how did Paul set these goals and move forward with such decisiveness, shrugging off passivity and complacency with every step? How can we follow his leads? I'm glad you asked that question. I plan this to be a two-part series. There are six goals or six ways in which this goal or these goals can be accomplished. I want to give you three of them today and three of them next week. Number one is believe and meditate on the promises of God. Paul had full confidence that God indwelling spirit would give him the resurrection power to live up to his God-given potential in every area of life. My brothers and sisters, there is nothing too hard for God. And if anybody knew this, Paul knew it. Some of us have been through some things in our life, so we have some experience. Those of us who are born-again Christians or who have a relationship with God know good and well that there has been times that God has brought you out of things that you didn't even know you could get out of. He he made a way out of no way and did things that you never even thought possible. When you thought that it was all over, God said, not yet. Everybody has a but God story. I was strung out on this, but God. My relationship was failing, but God. My life was threatened, but God. God makes it possible so we could live up and do the things that he had planned for us to do. God has greater things than we could ever imagine. And he wants us to be able to fulfill them. He says the potential to live up to the potential. Do you know what you are capable of doing? Created by a God who can do anything but fail. You can do anything but fail if you choose to do the right thing. Having second is having a consuming desire to achieve a precise goal. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we have to stay focused. But we let ourselves get distracted. There are fatal, I know you've heard the story of fatal attraction. 
Well, see, there are some fatal distractions as well. Sometimes it could be something that, that stops you from doing or concentrating on that that you should be concentrating on. Sometimes it could be possibly your boo that's stopping you from getting the grades or stopping you from studying the way that you want to study. Sometimes it can be a pretty face that stops you from doing and saying those things or going to do the things that you know you should do. These distractions, these detours, after we find ourselves being lost, now have to go back five and six steps behind to catch up to where we were. We have to let some things go, my people. Some things we just cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in because they are fatal distractions. Paul had uh, no foggy desires. He felt consumed by his desire to evangelize the lost. There's something that Paul had his mind on doing. Paul was a zealous man. He was an educated man as well. But sometimes Paul got his steps or his, his, his directions messed up. He needed a spiritual GPS system, you know, to let you know where you're going or the distractions along the way. God will help you. He'll tell you about your distractions along the way. Have you ever ridden down the highway and wished you'd had your GPS system on to tell you that there was an accident about three, about three miles up, two miles up, something you couldn't see? And because of the GPS, you were able to avoid it. God is our GPS system. But we have to be in touch with him in order to listen to it. Amen. Then three, there is to have the courage to attempt even at the risk of failure. Woo! That's something else altogether. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we risk and take chances. But the biggest thing that we hate and the fear that we have is that we might fail. If by chance you never try and you never overcome that fear of failure, you'll never accomplish anything. You remember riding a bike? And, and when you was riding the bike, your, your father or your brother or somebody was holding the bike from behind. And as long as you knew that they had the bike, you would pedal and keep on going. But if you happen to turn and find out that they wasn't holding it, you lost your balance and start to fall. Well, well, that happens in real life too. It even happened in Christ's day. Peter was on a ship. It was thundering and lightning and the waves was raging, going back and forth. And Peter saw an image walking on the water. And he said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come unto you. And, Paul, and Peter got off the ship and started walking on the water. And he started to think about it after he had been on the water for a while. I could just imagine the brothers on the ship just sitting up saying, Fool, don't sit up there. And, Are you crazy? You finna actually do that. Sometimes you got to not listen to people. Sometimes you got to listen and watch what God, God took. Jesus told him to come. And he got out and started walking. But what he did was he took his eye off of Christ. And started listening to the thunder and the lightning and the waves rushing. And the people in the boat telling him he must be crazy that he's going to drown. Well, as soon as he started paying attention to everything else and not keeping his focus on what he was supposed to do, he started to sink. But Jesus caught him and pulled him back up. And together they walked back to the ship. 
I'm trying to tell you this, my brother. So sometimes we have to watch those fatal distractions and have the courage to forget about those things that causes us our weaknesses, our fears. He didn't understand that God used his weakness and fears to keep him dependent on and strengthened by Christ. If we find ourselves in a position to where we start to doubt, we let our fears take over. You know, you never know what you can do until you try it. But then God wants us to make educated choices. He wants to tell you which way to go. And how are you going to know that it's God telling you? You have to spend more time with it. Anybody that you spend more time with, you recognize them. Read his words sometimes and you'll find out. Don't get caught up. I, I like it because it says, and if you go back to the text, what we're saying, it says, in 13, brother, I do not count myself to have already apprehended. I don't have it all together. I don't. And nobody else does. When you think you got it all together, that's when you really mess up. Because you think you don't have to do anything more. You start to think about the past and what you did in the past. And all the things that you had made possible or you thought you had made possible in the past. Your past accomplishments. It's not just talking about those things that you've done in the past that were bad. He's talking about those good things that you have done too. The achievements that you have made. Don't get so caught up on the achievements that you have made. Think about there's something else to do. If you put this into real life, you understand, and, and really just think about it for a moment. We can get so caught up in what we used to do when we were in high school that we forget that we still have other things to do. Life hasn't stopped. It hasn't passed you by. In fact, life keeps on going whether you decide to go with it or not. You can get caught or left behind if that's what you choose. But as long as you keep on going, it keeps on happening. It says, I press toward the mark. Jesus also tells us to keep pressing toward the mark. Let, let me show you something. You remember the merry-go-round at the carnival where you had the horse going around and you was on the back of the horse and you always had to reach for this ring, but you never could reach it. You never could get it. Perfection is something, my brothers and sisters, that we will not have. We will not reach it here on this earth. But we keep on going and we keep on striving for it. Why? Because one of these days, we will reach it. But it won't be in this life. You say, so why go around anyway? Why keep going around it? When you were a child, it was something to do. It was fun. But the benefit came later on. No, nobody ever got it, but everybody tried to get it. Everybody is doing it now. God honors us trying. It's not that we excel because of works. I'm not saying that. But because we keep trying and because we have this relationship with God and, or with Christ Jesus, we, we keep on pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. See, this is what we're doing. We keep on pressing. Keep on pressing. Keep it moving. That's what they used to say. I got to do better than I was doing before. I can't keep on living off of my past experiences or my past uh, my past accolades. I was, yeah, I was a, a letterman in high school. But what am I doing now? Aretha Franklin said it best. What have you done for me lately? And I asked you, what are you doing? 
What is it that you can fix? What is it that you can do better than you were doing? There's more to God than just what we see on the surface. There's a whole new thing that he's just waiting to show you. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to let it go. There was a story about a man. When he died, he went to heaven. And, and God was walking him around and showing him some things. And he said, come on, come on, walk with me. I want to show you something. So as they was walking and they walking, they came up to this great big old door. I mean, it was a beautiful door. It was diamond studded. It was gold trimmed. And it was a bright, you know, mahogany. I mean, it was beautiful. Beautiful door. God opened up the door and inside the man saw all these boxes, big boxes, little boxes, medium-sized boxes. He saw cars, he saw everything, homes, everything. And he said, God, who, who, was the, who is this for? He said, this was for you. This what you could have had while you were on earth, but you settled for mediocrity. You were so complacent in the things that you did. I've always had more for you. You are my child. I have things for you that you have not even imagined. The Bible teaches us that he has things that we don't even know anything about. He says he'll open up a window and pour out blessings that you'll never be able to receive. What is it you want to do? Do you want to miss that that God already has for you? Or do you want to just stay where you are? The choice is yours. Now, remember this. I don't say that you have to believe what I say. I'm not even telling you to think like I think. All I'm asking you to do, my brothers and sisters, is just think. What if I'm right? What if I'm right? God bless you. We'll get the other three next week. Stay with me until we do. Share it with a friend, and I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. So long. Talk at you later.